I think people want to be part of something. They want to see somebody's journey. And so for me, it's that feedback loop. The more I did it, the more response I got, the more I loved it, the more confident I was with it. And so now it's really just not even something I think about. I started my very first blog back on Zanga in 2003, and I might be your internet grandma. I used my Zanga blog to share what I was thinking about my senior year of college and process a lot of the reading that I was doing about my field of study, contemporary and postmodern Christian theology. And it was also full of personal updates and the musings of a 21-year-old young woman. Through my Zanga blog, I got to connect with people online. Some were old friends from high school. Others were strangers from the internet. It was exactly the kind of online social interaction that I loved as a hardcore introvert. Now, back when I was writing my Zanga blog, we were blissfully ignorant of the possibility that the companies that we use to facilitate this kind of online social interaction could conspire to use our data and online activity to manipulate us. All most of us saw was the possibility of a connected online community. I'm Tara McMullen, and this is What Works, the show that takes you behind the scenes of how small business owners are building stronger businesses through uncompromising commitment and decisive action. My little Zangalog didn't last more than a year, but when I did find my way back to what was now being called social media, it was like rekindling lost love. I fell head over heels for sharing my experiences and opinions while meeting new people and cultivating new relationships online. I happily admit that I spent loads of time on social media connecting with people and in the process connected my way to a large audience and plenty of authority. But then things started to get a little rocky. I started playing to the audience instead of connecting with people. The updates and emails I shared were less about connecting and more about broadcasting. I stopped writing for one person at a time and started writing for thousands. These relationships that felt so natural and genuine started to feel strained. My interactions started to be less about connection and more about transaction. Now, over the last few years, I've been working on things. I've been focused on prioritizing connection again and sharing more naturally instead of trying to work the system and grow my audience. And I like it. I'm back to meeting new people, having loads of side conversations and sharing without some grand plan. And that leads me to today's guest. Suzanne Chadwick is so good at showing up and connecting with people. In fact, she does it every weekday morning, a habit that we do talk about during this conversation. Suze is a bold branding business and speaker coach who helps women create businesses that fit their lifestyle. Her coaching helps female entrepreneurs show up in bold ways and share their messages online and on stages. I invited Suze onto the show to talk about how she cultivates the confidence and go-getterness that exudes from the way she speaks up. And I expected to have a conversation about going big, and we did, but my big takeaway from this conversation is in how much she prioritizes the small ways she can connect with people, the little things she does to make people feel seen and included. So I hope you listen for that and consider how that can apply to the way you speak up and show up too. Now, let's find out what works for Suze Chadwick. Suze Chadwick, welcome to What Works. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh my gosh, Tara, I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) 
Well, I am really excited to have this conversation. As I mentioned to you before we started recording, I needed to get the extrovert voice in here. I needed to talk to somebody who not only speaks up, but really shows up in a bold, uh, incredibly confident way. So let's let's start there. You have a big, bold brand, and clearly you have no qualms about showing up for your audience in a big way. But I'm really curious if this is something that has developed over time or if this is something that has always been with you. Can you kind of shed some light on that? Yeah, I think that this is something that's definitely always been with me. And I am an extrovert. You did come to the right place. Uh, I, you know, even when I think back now to one of my earliest memories, there's a photo of me with headphones on singing into the jack when I was about five in my grandpa's like living room. And, uh, and they always said I was very opinionated about stuff when I was little. So I've always been quite confident in just speaking about things. And when I was at school, I was a debater. So that was when I was about 16. Uh, and I had the most incredible debate teacher, Mrs. David. She was this tiny little four foot Indian woman. Um, and she used to wear her red sari. And, but she was just like, Suzanne, you have to like make your point. You have to speak clearly. You have to convince the audience that what you're saying is like what they have to believe. So I really learned quite young to really hone in on a message that landed, which when I think back, like now that I think back to it, I'm just like, that was such a great training ground for what I do now as a branding consultant and coach. So that was kind of the early days. And then I went into university uh, level debating as well, which was great. Uh, but I mean, from a family background, I grew up in quite a strong Christian home and my mother was a lecturer uh, on the Bible. And I know that you've got a mm. uh, background as well I do. in theology and things like that. So uh, from the, as young as I can remember, she was a lecturer and she used to lecture in front of like 100, 200 women every single week. So I watched her do that. Uh, and so she was a great role model for me as well. So for me, I feel like speaking and really standing up and saying what you believe is something that I grew up with because my parents were quite strong Christians. They were always very much, you know, like where we want to share what we believe. This is, mm. you know, this is how we talk about it. Um, they were leaders in the church. So, yeah, it just felt very normal to me is probably what I'd say. Yeah, I love that. And I the I also love that you shared some of the role models, your parents, your debate teacher that influenced you because I think often speaking up, showing up is a product of having those role models that we can emulate and um kind of yeah, that we can kind of try out those personalities or try out that way of being um and I think if you're, if you don't have those kind of role models, that gets a little harder. Um, and we'll get to, we'll get into, I think a little bit more about that in just a minute, but I want to ask you first about confidence because I think there are some people who show up with a big message, who show up with a bold brand or a bold presence. And it's almost, um, a front for not yeah. having the confidence. And so I'm curious, I, I mean, I know you are a confident person. 
And I would love to know where does that confidence come from? Does that confidence ever falter? What's your relationship with confidence and your ability to speak up and show up in the way that you do? I think for me, my confidence comes from like, it's that conviction. It's Mm -hmm. that like when I want to go after something, when I talk about something, especially in my business, there's, there's two things. The first thing is I am very much into finding out more. I'm a learner. Like even after 10 years in branding, I still read branding books. I still do branding courses because I love to understand other people's perspectives. And sometimes like there'll be something where I'm like, oh, I've not heard it talked about that way or explained that way, or I didn't know that, like whatever it might be. And so for me, I'm constantly learning. So the confidence really comes from being an explorer and mm-hmm. understanding what works as well. And uh, and so it allows me to speak about things a lot more confidently by understanding more about whatever the topic is. Uh, when I am not 100% sure on a topic that I would probably prefer to listen <laughs> rather than, you know, but I'll ask a lot of questions. Uh, mm-hmm. But also... The things that I um, that I talk about, the things that I do, I'm so passionate about that I get really excited to share it with people. So, which is one of the reasons why I love speaking. It's why I love coming on podcasts. It's why I've got my own podcast. It's why I write books because I'm just like, did you know? I'm like that kid's like that like runs in and all of their friends are there like, oh my gosh, did you know about this? And so that's kind of how I speak about the stuff that I love. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and. That's where my confidence come from, comes from. I think it comes from the excitement of sharing something that I, I get excited about and that I believe in. And I'm so passionate about the psychology of branding and why we buy what we buy and, um, you know, all of these, I guess, unseen things that I'm just like, I just want to tell people about it. Yeah. Well, and I think that curiosity and passion is so infectious mm. too. And it's so like connective. Like it's yeah. when when someone shows up with the level of curiosity and um exploration and passion and excitement that you just naturally bring into a room. It's like, we all want to lean in and hear more. Right. And then that just, I assume, because this is my experience anyway, that that feeds you. Right. And so it's like this positive feedback loop. Yeah. And I mean, because I'm an, I am an extrovert. I, you know, when with live events or even with online summits or things like that, like if there's more people in the room, I'm feeding off that. Like I love the bounce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bounce of the energy. And so I think that that's one of the things that does give me confidence is that a lot of time I'm in the moment and I want to talk about it and I'm excited about it. I want to share. But I think the other thing that's really helped me be confident is the more that I talk about things, the more I can see what works. And what I mean by that is I went to a storytelling workshop quite a while ago. It was a few years ago now. And I so wish I really need to find the guy's name. Uh, But he, he said, your story can only be honed when it's witnessed. And what he meant by that was it's only when we talk about the things that we talk about that we can actually see what really resonates with our audience. And so we had to do this little exercise where we found somebody else in the room. And so we had three minutes to tell each other our story. And then that person had to give you feedback on what what it was about your story that really resonated with them, which was so interesting to do. And then we had to do the exercise again, but we only had one minute. Mm 
And so we had to take their feedback on what we had said. And it was like your life story in three minutes. Uh, And just hone in on and talk about the key things that they said really resonated for them. And so through that, I think I've really carried that with me since doing that workshop, actually. And so things that I have, <laughs> the thing, and I don't know if you've done this, the things that you go, oh my gosh, this message, this podcast, this thing that I'm going to talk about, it's going to go nuts. Like people are going to love it. And then you put it out there and there's crickets. And then something that you just say totally off the cuff is like the next big thing for you. And I have found that in my business. Like, you know, when I was writing my my book last year, I was talking about stepping up as a CEO and everything else that kind of comes with that. And it was just really an off the cuff or like, I don't know, it was a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live or something. It was just a conversation I was in. And it resonated so much with my audience and I got so many messages about it. Um, you know, because I was basically like, if you step up as the CEO in your business, then you can make decisions that can really help you to be more profitable, be more focused, be more measured in your approach, which means that you can give your employee, meaning you, a pay rise. Like be mm. that person, like be in control. And so that just went off. And so I ended up adding a chapter to my book on it. And so that was really that feedback loop. And so I think that if you can get into feedback loops with the people that you want to connect with, have an impact with, help, then you can really start to become more confident in that message because you're seeing how it feeds into what you do and you're seeing how people are responding to it. And I don't know whether that's just an extrovert thing. I'm sure it's not. But it's like when you see somebody kind of light up or, or they get an aha moment, through the things that you teach, say, talk about, that for me brings massive confidence. Yes. As a hardcore introvert, that is my experience <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. that I mean, yes, you have completely described my experience in, yeah, in a bunch of different in a bunch of different ways, but yes, to that feedback loop. Yes. To, um, seeing people's eyes light up and it just, it feeds you and it keeps you going and it shows you what's important about how you, how you're using your voice, the words that you're using, the, the concepts that you're putting out there. Um, and it does make you so much more confident the next time you go to step up and speak up as well. So one of the questions, uh, that I am often asked about whether it's, speaking up or just showing up with your brand in bigger ways is that people want to know, like, is that really you? Or is that like an act that you're putting on? Or like, how do you figure out how you want to show up the way that you're showing up? How do you figure out how you want to speak up the way you're speaking up? So I'd love to know from you and your experience, how much of the way you prepare, present yourself online or on stage is strategic, um, even if it's completely authentic? And how much of it is just you being you and not really thinking about it? (laughs) Uh, Oh, can I just tell you, like, I had to think about this um, when you kind of when you asked that question, because I think that it's probably 60% me just being me. 
and maybe 40% or 30% me being quite strategic. I feel like it kind of plays into each other. Like I know what I want to say. I know what I want my audience, my customers, my followers to feel. So for me, Mm -hmm. I am obviously really focused on what that brand experience needs to be, but also that brand experience and me crafting that comes from who I am. So it is very authentic, but I'm also very clear on like what, how I want to show up and I, how I want my audience to feel as well. So for me, I really want to bring the energy, the fun, the excitement as well. But I, but then I also want to be really clear on the fact that, you know, I come from 10 years of brand experience and I've worked with a lot of like big corporates and small businesses. So the fun and the excitement is there, but the knowledge and the expertise um, is, you know, does come from the work that I've done as well. So that to me is quite important. Uh, and I know to you, I, you know, listening to you over the years as well, I know that that's something you're, what did you say? You're a recovering expert or uh, yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but that's something that, you know, something when it comes to branding is that my archetype is the sage, which Mm. is somebody that is trusted and somebody who has like experience, knowledge, expertise. Um, But then I'm also the magician. So, um, so, you know, I can give you a link where your listeners can go and see what their archetype is, but the magician is the transformation. So for me, I feel like that actually does reflect me quite well. It's like, I really want to let you know that there's this possibility of magic in the future for you. And there's a possibility of that transformation and you achieving that big vision. But I also want you to know that you can trust me. Like in this Mm -hmm. journey together, you can trust me. And so I think that that's something that definitely comes through for me. But then also saying that, you know, I want to show up as me. So you will see me in my pyjamas with a cat filter on on Instagram stories. You know, I kind of, I joke around and say, I've built my business with a cat filter on. Um, But one of the things that my audience loves is like, you know, I show up on stories every single morning or like, you know, five mornings out of seven and just say good morning. I'm like, morning, guys, morning, peeps, how are you? And it's because I know that those 500-odd people who watch that story every day and are on the other side of that phone, they're people, like they're real people. And so I'm just really conscious that when I connect with people online, I see them like that. So it's not, I'm not really looking at me, I'm looking at them. And so that helps me to show up authentically. I think that if I'm constantly looking at myself and how I look and what I'm doing and all the rest of it, um, then it may come across as inauthentic. But because I'm like that little kid that's running into the circle going, oh, my gosh, guys, guess what? I'm totally like that online as well. And so I think something that I really value is that whenever I speak at conferences or I meet people, they're like, oh my gosh, you're exactly the same in person as you are in real life. And I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I be? But then saying that I've met people who are really larger than life online, and then I've met them in person and it's slightly awkward. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm just, I'm a bit disappointed. Like I kind of, and I don't expect them to be larger than life, but I just thought it would be, I don't know, a little easier or a little bit more fun or a little bit more connected and it's and it's a bit disappointing I guess um and so I don't want my followers or people who know me or people who I've connected with to ever feel like that so I I am very much showing up 
100% as me, whether we meet in person or you see me online. Got it. You'll find out how Suze uses Instagram stories to connect with her audience every morning. But first, a word from our What Works partners. What Works is brought to you by The Commitment Blueprint. It's time to start thinking about what you want out of next year. Is this the year that you launch a new line of business or streamline and simplify? Is this the year you get serious about writing a book or go all in on writing for social media? Is this the year you build out a team to support your vision or get back to basics and do it yourself? Every year presents us with its share of decisions to make. And making those decisions can be stressful and overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. Before you decide on what you want in 2021, make a commitment. The Commitment Blueprint is a unique system for guiding your life and business without setting specific goals. It's a process for flexible planning, task management, and personal accountability that gives you a fresh perspective on how you lead yourself and others to accomplish what's truly important to you. I'll be your guide for the Commitment Blueprint live October 19th through 23rd. I'll walk you through the system, give you time to do the work with me, and answer your questions over four 90-minute sessions. Plus, you'll get worksheets for brainstorming and processing, recordings of each session, and transcripts to review too. You'll even get our leadership dashboard, a done-for-you notion template to help you turn your commitments into consistent action. We're enrolling for the Commitment Blueprint right now. Go to explorewhatworks.com slash blueprint. That's explorewhatworks.com slash blueprint to register. What Works is also brought to you by Mighty Networks. Bring your community, courses, and events all together under one roof with a Mighty Network. Mighty Networks just rolled out a huge update of their events features, making it easier than ever to create dynamic, well-attended virtual events that seriously up the value of your online community or digital programs. Now at What Works, we've hosted 13 virtual conferences over the last three and a half years with Mighty Networks. These conferences help us connect with members, help members connect with each other, and of course, are full of valuable stories and information. What's more, we've found that great events like our virtual conferences help us keep members engaged, encourage them to strike up new conversations long after the event is over. If you're looking for a way to connect with your customers and level up the value you're providing, live events are the perfect way to do it. Check out how Mighty Networks can help you host live virtual events as well as how you can connect your community members, charge for subscriptions, and build your brand by going to MightyNetworks.com. That's MightyNetworks.com. Can we talk a little bit more about what you do with Instagram stories? Because it's funny enough, in between my last call and this call, which was only a half an hour long, uh, I got a message from a friend saying she was actually not responding to your story. She was responding to someone else's story, but a similar thing, like just talking in the camera, just saying, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what's up. And she said, I wish I could show up like that. But every time, or I wish I could just talk to the camera like that, just talk to my audience like that. But every time I try and do it, I hit delete, I hit delete, I hit delete. How, tell me how you decided to start showing up on your stories every morning and saying good morning and tell me how long it took you to get okay with that, even if it didn't take you any long time. 
Oh my gosh, it feels like such a long time ago now. I mean, I don't even know, like Stories has been out for what, is it a year or two? Uh, so for me, I don't, this is, this might sound odd to some people, I don't look back on a story before I post it. And so what mm. I mean by that is the only reason I'll go back on a story is just to write out the captions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, filters will be your best friend. So if you ever feel like, you know, so whether it's a cat or it's like your beachy filter or whatever it is, um, that is definitely something that I use all the time because, you know, I don't, I'm not always wearing makeup and I don't always look amazing, but, but it's not going to stop me from showing up and you Mm -hmm. can totally just show up like exactly how you are as well without a filter. Let me just say that. Uh, but I always come into it just thinking like, I just want to say hello. I just want to share this thing. And also I think that the more that you do it like anything, you will just become a lot more comfortable with it. Like it's just part of what I do. So even before I jumped on this podcast, I literally did a little screen share um, or a little story of me on the screen going, I'm so excited. I'm about to get on the podcast uh, because my audience love to come on the journey with me. Like that's, they're like getting an insight into my life. They're seeing what's happening. You know, I always say that my audience helped me to reach a lot of my goals. And so, for example, I'll say to them, so, you know, I've decided to give myself a big target that I want to get on like 50 podcasts this year, like tag anybody who you think I would be great on their podcast or, you know, share any information with me, but, you know, would love your help with this. And they are all in. Like they just, you know, I think people want to be part of something um, something else. They want to see somebody's journey. And so for me, I just, once again, it's that feedback loop. The more I did it, the more response I got, the more I loved it, the more confident I was with it. Uh, and so now it's really just not even something I think about. Like, you know, when you think about 15 seconds in the scheme of things, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to show you 15 seconds. I'm going to say, morning guys. It's like, 10 to 6 or 10 to 7 and I'm about to get on an interview. I'm so excited about this. Uh, and, and then, you know, I'll also tell them about what else I've got on for the day. So I don't story that much on the weekend. Like I'll show them what my latest Netflix obsession is. Uh, but you know, because you want to do, cause well, not you want to, but I do do some personal, probably 90% business, 10% personal, but the more you show up, the more confident you'll get with it. And can I just say, if you feel uncomfortable, get a filter on or just take a photo of yourself and write a caption. Like if you feel uncomfortable doing video initially, just I said to one of my um, clients and she's a super introvert as well. I said, just flip the camera and show us she was a web designer. I'm like, show us some of the web designs that you're doing or post a question somebody asked you and answer it. Like there's lots of other stuff that you can do. And the more that you start to do it, then take a photo of yourself. It's like baby steps. Yeah. But it's, but it's such a massive opportunity. It's free. It connects hugely with your audience. I've, for, you know, that's what I've experienced. Uh, and I just think it also gives people the opportunity to share it as well. So people share a lot of my stories too, which is so lovely. Uh, and so I just think you'll see, you'll see the benefits of doing it. And hopefully if you're in that feedback loop, 
that will be a confidence booster for you. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all of that because it is, I know it is something that really trips people up and it's, and I mean, I share a a fair amount on stories on a regular basis and it still trips me up too. So I think like I'm trying to give myself sort of a project every month, just like we give people in the What Works Network and on our our theme here on the podcast. And so I think I've just identified what my October project needs to be. Um, Of course, I will already be doing it once this episode comes out. But still, like, I think maybe this showing up first thing in the morning and saying hello, saying good morning every day and not thinking of like just doing it not deleting things even twice, um, but just putting it out there would be a great project for me. And so I really, really appreciate you sharing it. I want to shift gears a little bit. You are a very natural brand builder. You are a very natural speaker. And and we've already identified that you also have a lot of confidence. Um, But that doesn't mean you don't make mistakes, right? We all make mistakes. So I would love to hear about a mistake that you've made kind of quote unquote speaking up for your brand, for your business um, and how you've done things differently since. Yeah, I think for me in the first few years uh, and, you know, like 2020 has shaken a lot of us up in a lot of different ways, but I think I really wasn't uh, speaking up about the things that I've supported for a long time and that have been important to me for a long time. I have kept those separate. So whilst I've been doing them in the background, um, like we support a charity called One Girl, which are young girls in Sierra Leone. Uh, and, you know, by sponsoring them, they don't have to get married when they're 13 years old. Like they get education and they get, and we've done that for the last four years. And then there's other things that I'm really passionate about, but I've really not spoken about it in my business at all. And I think that when the Black, Black Lives Matter came, you know, movement started happening and, um, just, I think, you know, the whole realization that a lot of speaker, uh, panels were not really equal or there wasn't diversity, things like that. I don't think I'd really said much before that, you know. And so for me, I feel like that was probably a missed opportunity, something that I probably should have thought about a lot earlier personally. Um, and so that I feel like that was a mistake on my part. And so now I am really looking at how I am being a lot more vocal about stuff that I've felt for years and stuff that I've done for years, mm-hmm. uh, but being a lot more overt with it. So, you know, we, we've really embedded um, some of that into our values and put that on our website. We share a lot more of it on our socials. Uh, we have challenging conversations with our communities about some of the stuff that they're doing as well. But, you know, we have to be living it. And when I say we, it's the royal we, like it's me. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> like we as in, yeah, it's just me. Uh, how, I have to be living that, talking about it, um, showing how I'm doing it within my business and then engaging in those conversations as well. So that's definitely something that I want to be doing more. And, and I have to be honest, it was, it was something that was difficult for me. I am a woman of color, which I've probably never really acknowledged before. Um, I live in Australia. Um, we're a pretty multicultural society. I've never really experienced racism 
myself um, in my life, but my parents uh, came from South Africa. I was born in South Africa and came here when I was just two. Uh, but my mother has dark skin, my father has light skin, and they grew up in the apartheid system. And so when I even spoke to my mother about it, when it was when Black Lives Matter movement was kind of happening and, um, you know, obviously it's still happening and it will continue um, for uh, many years to come, I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, she was really fearful of me saying anything. She was just like, don't say anything, Suze. Like, you know, people will have a go at you. I, I just don't think that it's an arena. I don't think that the political um, arena is something you need to get into. And my mother is like, for somebody who's so strong about her beliefs and stuff, it was such a protective child moment. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's, you know, like, I don't think that's what she really believed, but she was like, my child, do not do this kind of thing. Um, And so we had really strong conversations about it, that we have to be the voice. We have to be the change. We can't watch other people do it. Like, you know, if, if people in South Africa had done that, then the apartheid system never would have ended. And I just think, and, and so I think that there were a lot of personal challenges that I had within my family but I just, you know, felt that it was something that I needed to be a lot more visible with uh, and talk about and bring a lot of attention to it because we have a lot of issues with the Aboriginal community and what I mean by that with authority and, you know, Australians stole their land and they don't get the same benefits and there's issues with law and, you know, young people and there's kids like that are 10 years old in prison here. Like it's insane, like it's crazy. So so that was something that I really felt I needed to speak up about and really make sure that my brand was identified as being a brand that stood up for things as well. It's not just about, you know, business. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we have to really decide now, well, not even now, but we have to make sure that our values are reflected in everything that we do, not just compartmentalised to what feels comfortable at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you bring up this idea of, of what feels comfortable. And I think that's, that was kind of where I wanted to go with a follow up, which is you have such a positive, vibrant, like life giving persona. And I think, you know, obviously genuine personality. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm curious how you felt taking those initial steps to be more overt about speaking up for these things that you believe in that are hard conversations to talk about. And I wonder also if it kind of in the same vein, how does, how did, how has that impacted or did it impact that, that brightness and vibrancy and and positivity that is sort of part of your brand as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, I think that I did step back. It's like I was saying, you know, when I'm not confident with something, I kind of step back and I listen, Mm -hmm. which I know that we've talked, you know, I've heard you talk about a lot as well. 
so that I can confidently speak about things. So I didn't really understand a lot of the, uh, the issues around Aboriginal rights here in Australia. I didn't understand a lot of the history. Uh, I've got a, um, an Aboriginal woman in my, in one of my groups and she's like a massive advocate. She does training on it. So I was like on some of her training. Uh, and so, and I was, Whilst I knew about the history, I didn't know a lot of the details about what's happening right now. It's kind of like, oh, that happened, you know, when Australia was establishing itself and all the rest of it. But the issues that are happening now, I really didn't know. So for me, it was really hard. I felt like I wanted to step back. Um, And so I was in that learning phase with that. And then I was in the hard discussions with my family. And then I was trying to work out how I was going to bring this to life in my business. And so I probably did take like a week or two out where I was just processing and going, okay, like I need to educate myself. I need to be okay with the fact that I may not agree with, um, you know, my parents on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then I also need to make a decision about what action I'm going to take, uh, in the public arena. And like I said, we are like, you know, within my business, we've been supporting some of these things for years, just never talked about it. And so it was just like, it's not just about talking about it and going, Oh, look what I've done. It's really about talking about it and saying, what does this mean? Like, what Mm -hmm. else could you do? How else can I help you to be an advocate if you want to be? And if this is something that you, you know, that we want to talk about. And so, you know, we, I did sort of open up the conversation in, uh, in one of my groups, uh, too, which was, uh, uh, my course group. And I think a lot of people were just unsure of how to have that conversation. And I'm okay with that too. I'm like, ask questions and say how you're feeling and, and is this something you want to talk about more? Is it not? And there's no judgment if not, like that's something you have to be passionate because you want it to be real and not just lip service as well. So I think that it, it definitely did take me. So I had to take a step back. Um, and I do think that. I am a very fun, excitable, out there person, but even in between all of that, I think that there are a lot of serious things that we need to talk about and I'm totally, totally okay with that. Uh, and I do think that because I do show up as a confident person and I am a confident person, people do look to me to help them form messages that, they believe and that they want to represent, but sometimes they don't know how to talk about. And so I'm totally okay with that. I'm okay in the discomfort of things. Uh, but I'm also, I also know that sometimes it just takes a little bit of time. I don't think that you can ever land on something immediately. I do think that that message and that um, understanding and the education evolves over time as well. So does that answer your question? Absolutely. Thank you you for reflecting on all of that. And I I love what you said about like, you, you have that you have the personality that you have, you show up and speak up in the way that you do. And what I'm, what I'm hearing in that is that it's not all one note, right? And it shouldn't be all one note. You're a human being and there are lots of layers. There are lots of different notes. Um, And so, yeah, I just really appreciate 
all of all of that reflection and, and sharing that with us. Um, as we start to wrap things up here, I want to shift gears one more time, which is um, and, and kind of dig into how speaking up and showing up is always a work in progress. It's something I think that we are all always getting better at and learning new things about. So I'd love to hear about any of the ways or or what you're doing right now to challenge yourself to speak up in new ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, I definitely want to make sure that you know, the things that I'm talking about are resonating with my audience, have a social conscience around them, um, that I'm voting with my dollars as well with the businesses that I'm working with and that I'm connecting with. Uh, and so I think that that's something that we're seeing a lot more of too. So, you know, just becoming a lot more of a value-based commercial mm-hmm. economy is probably what I would say I'm seeing. Uh, and so I want to be part of that. I definitely want to be an active, you know, person in sort of saying, does this organization reflect my values and what I think is doing well or doing good in the world? And I think we've sort of seen that happen with, you know, Patagonia and the North Face with Facebook ads and all of that. Um, that was obviously in the news. And something that I really loved seeing the other day was there's an ad here in Australia um, that I was really impressed with. And I don't know, you've got Cadbury's there, yeah? Mm-hmm. Is, have you got yeah. Cadbury chocolate? Yeah, I'm like, I don't know where, where they are. But uh, they had an ad years ago, which was the Phil Collins ad where they had a gorilla playing the drums, which was like, I think, one of the highest rated ads ever sort of thing. And um, <laughs> like as far as, you know, that's amazing. Uh, and there's another chocolate company here in Australia called Daryl Lee, and they've just released an ad where they've got an orangutan playing the drums in a rainforest. And when I first saw it, I thought, what a ripoff. But then what I saw was at the end, it says, we don't use palm oil in our chocolate anymore. And they were totally brand jacking the mm-hmm. Cadbury's ad from years ago to make a social like brand message, like to say, we are making a stand. We are going, we want to protect the environment. We want to protect like, you know, wildlife, etc. We're not going to do this anymore, which I just thought was brilliant. And I'm seeing this so much more. So for me, I'm, I'm just kind of like, I want to share those messages. Like I want to amplify businesses and brands that are doing really well too. And there's another, there's a digital agency here in Australia called the Digital Picnic. And they just recently came out and their founder, Sheree, um, she gets asked to speak on panels all the time. And she recently just said, unless your speaker panel is diverse um, and it has black people of color, etc., we, I'm not going to speak on that panel anymore. And I'm just seeing businesses and brands that are literally drawing a line in the sand and saying, this is who we are. This is how we work. Like get on board or don't like it's up to you. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think that I love seeing that and it's definitely making me think more about what else could I do? What, where, you know, where am I drawing the line in the sand? What other impacts could I have? And, and, you know, can I think more about what that looks like? And so, you know, I do, I do sort of think, it's something worth looking at. You know, I always say to 
my clients and that. Make sure that you're reviewing your business strategy and your brand strategy and your marketing strategy and all that every year. Like, you know, the market evolves and we've got to move with it. And I really feel like that social conscience needs to be one of those things that we're reviewing with our business. It's, you know, it's not that, you know, that separate thing from us, but it's saying, how is my business you know, when I'm looking at all of these different things that I'm evolving and changing and and making better, how are we making this better? How am I making what I'm standing for clearer? And how am I making sure that people understand what I'm about and what is like something I will tolerate or something I won't tolerate, those sorts of things. So I think for me, when it comes to how I'm looking at speaking up more, I think that's something that I've I've definitely, you know, put alongside all those other things and asking myself, how am I getting better at being a social advocate out there? Awesome. I know so many people can relate to that. And I think the way that you've laid it out and what you've been inspired by too is going to be really helpful for people. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Suze, what's something that you're really excited about right now? What's something I am excited about? One is coming out of lockdown, Tara, Um, (laughs) which which I shared about. But also uh, I'm doing a lot with with women in business around helping them become bolder speakers and getting more confident with how they speak and how they show up, which is like perfect for the conversation that we're having today. Uh, and it's something I used to run workshops a few years ago on it and I haven't done it for a while. And I'm like, you know something, now is the time, like podcasts and online summits and running your own webinars and speaking up and having a voice. I'm just like, oh, like I'm so passionate about it that I'm like, let's get back into this. Let's do this. So that's something I'm super excited about at the moment. Brilliant. Suze Chadwick, thank you so much for sharing how you speak up and how you show up with a really big, bold, confident presence, and all the stuff that's happening underneath of it as well. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's easy to get caught up in promoting your offers or broadcasting your message. After all, you've got a business to run and a livelihood to earn. But Sue's made it clear that her top priority is connecting with people, helping people feel seen and included in her story. How would your approach to social media, email marketing, or even networking be different if your top priority was connecting with people? What would you do differently if you stopped trying to find the right way to promote your business, started focusing on building relationships? These are the questions that have helped me craft a better approach over the last few years. I hope they can help you too. Find out more about Suzanne Chadwick at suzechadwick.com and find her podcast, The Brand Builders Lab Podcast, wherever you listen to What Works. Next week, I'm talking to Jessica Williams from the weekly side hustle newsletter, Jess Picks. We talk about curation as a way to use your voice and share your message. Now, before you go, if you're ready to dig into what you want out of 2021 and how you can create a plan for stronger leadership and a stronger business next year, join me for the Commitment Blueprint. It's a game-changing system for setting goals, shifting your mindset, planning for the future, and focusing on what matters most with your day-to-day work. And it's live over four days, October 19th through 23rd. Go to explorewhatworks.com slash blueprint to get all the details and register. 
Schuster. What Works is produced by Yellow House Media. Our production coordinator is Sean McMullen. This episode was edited by Marty Seafelt. Our production assistants are Kristen Runvik and Lou Blazer. What Works is recorded in what is now known as Lidditz, Pennsylvania, which is on the homeland of the Susquehannock people. The Yellow House is located in northwestern Montana on the homeland of the Katunaha Nation. <laughs>